the Whole Healing Podcast. Healing through nutrition by connecting your mind, body, and food. Or do they want to? <laughs> and so um, maybe I think what we should start with is having a conversation about like, what do you guys recommend as far as tools or strategies um, or tips for um, just developing a better relationship with your body, starting from square one? Because I think that's where a lot of us are starting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great question. And a really great point is I think we take for granted how maybe it easier simple it is for some people to say that I love my body right like I've spoken with so many people where even just saying I trust my body I love my body is so difficult so I think one of the first questions is where is your starting place right like how do you feel about yourself how do you feel like where you want to go and how does your food relationship maybe tie into that from like a nutrition standpoint right if we want to tie it back to that is what does loving your body look like, right? Does it look like having a certain amount of foods or does it look like moving a certain way or does it look like just waking up in the morning and brushing your teeth, right? So I think defining your really, or defining your understanding and defining your own definition of what loving your body means to you is a really strong square one to start. I, I support that a lot. I, I, re- I really do. I think um, there's... Just like nutrition itself is far from black and white. Loving your body and food relationships is needs to be very personalized as well, and it can need to be defined from person to person. Um, in a you know direction I like to go to is how health absolutely can exist in every type of body size. I, I firmly believe that, and. And some people may you know you got to be sensitive here and, and how to bring it up because I. There is a lot of value in wanting to look a certain way and desire to be leaner because, um, you know, that, yeah, just it instills a lot of confidence. But that is also a place I like I like to begin. You know, when you when you really get down to well-being and wellness, it does not have to do with truly how you look and, and your size of, of your body. And there's mountains of evidence to support that. You know, that there's a threshold. Sure. Like, you know, you can look at big data for on paper, morbidly obese people, right. are going to have poor, poor health outcomes, but in like, especially in that, you know, that, that overweight category, again, on paper, looking at BMIs, it's statistically just as healthy as in the normal weight realm, right. And that, so, you know, weight's part of this whole discussion or when you're talking about body image and, and, lo- and loving your body. Cause I, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, wanting to lose weight for many. I love what you're saying, Jack. And I think, you know, coming from where I'm at and where I was, especially, you know, being obese in the past um, and even just, you know, having a body that has um, that like favors weight gain. Right. I think it's it comes down to a genetic level. Some of us just have a higher affinity for gaining weight for, you know, addictive like symptoms to food. And what I've discovered, you know, in my experience, you know, being somebody who is a foodie who loves food is like it's not necessarily my body that I feel um, negative about. It's my behaviors and my habits around food that makes me feel angry about what my body looks like. And it has nothing really to do with my body. It has way more to do with my behaviors and my thought processes around it. And then you, what happens, especially in this, this happens tends to happen in the eating disorder realm. And I don't think that like, 
we should even just segment this to the people who have eating disorders because I think there's a lot of disordered eating um, uh, just in the American average American population, right? Like, and that and that that boils down to a negative and unhealthy relationship with your body. And so if you if you develop this like bad behavior with food because you're not dealing with your emotional issues or you're not managing your stress well or you're not doing all these things that like we should be doing on an emotional level, and then you go and eat as a crutch or use food as a crutch to manage your emotions and then we get angry at our bodies because our bodies don't look the way we want them to where's where's the root cause you know what i mean and i think what's been really therapeutic for me in the past has been to honestly just um do um have you guys heard of um i had to google this cuz i didn't know the term it's called mirror work have you guys heard of this it's like i i bought like this huge mirror and um it's like a length size mirror it's like 7 feet by like three or four feet, it's a huge mirror. And I just, I, I would just sit in front of it like every morning and just like self-talk and have a conversation with myself about like body and behavior and just like get to know yourself. You know what I mean? Because what happens is when we get angry at ourselves, we develop these ideas about ourselves that we don't really love ourselves, that we don't really love our behaviors. And then we, we, we distort, we distort our body. We distort our, 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 our self-image and it can be really toxic. And so if we like get back to reality, which is like the mirror, um, we can do a lot of self therapy that way, I think. So that's it. That's an idea. Um, just for somebody who's looking for like a good tool or strategy to use to like actually just like do some mirror work. I love that. That's absolutely um, incredible. And I think, um, so important to talk about and also emphasizing that you don't have to be perfect in that too, in the sense of, right. I think that it's almost this uh, fake it till you make it type of um, mentality in the sense of you don't have to believe it right away. Right. I tell my clients this, that I want you to tell you that or tell yourself that you love your body, that you trust yourself, that you believe in your body X, Y, Z. And a lot of times they're like, well, I don't believe that. And I'm like, well, that's okay because we're going to get you to believe it, but we're never going to start believing it if we never even try. So talking to yourself and having these conversations and, even just doing that extra effort to slowly put in that 1% of positive energy, 2% of positive energy will continue to build and build. So even if you don't necessarily believe it to start, putting in the steps, putting in the action and effort to slowly change your perspective and slowly shift the conversation in your head is so important. So I just want to stress that just because you, just because you have the conversation and tell yourself and you don't believe it quite yet, Give it time, give it practice, and give it patience, and it will pay off. Riley, you're you're like our special guest for the next couple of months as our intern. Do you have any any thoughts or opinions or ideas on on body love, body respect, body positivity, etc.? I I really like what you were talking about, and I really like what Emily just said too about saying those affirmations even if you don't necessarily believe it, because you really have to speak it into existence in that way. And looking at yourself in the mirror is kind of just a form of you're telling it to yourself. You actually have to face yourself, make that eye contact, and that's actually going to even bring it further than just reprogramming those thoughts in your head. Like, if you think a negative thought, you're going to replace it with a positive one. That's great, but it takes it to a whole new step when you actually look in the mirror, tell yourself, and then create your own reality in that way. That's wonderful. Beautiful said. I, so much of it is up in, it is up in the mind. So much of everything, behavior, and, uh, you know, re- prioritizing areas but like you know thoughts become feelings feelings become uh you know behavior behavior makes us and so i this quote i always kind of go back to is like whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right right that there's a there's so much power in what you tell yourself what you say 
And uh, that's often, I think, at the core of it um, with 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 body image. And it's uh, such it is it can be a there's always a light. I'll tell you that. And it is a can be a beautiful, beautiful place when you do find that peace with with yourself, what you do, how you look. Yeah. Gosh, it's a journey. It's a journey for all of us. I think we all have some relationship with our with food and our body. And it's that it's it's never going to be perfect for anyone. But it does take consistent work. And I think mantras can be really helpful in, in this in this sense. I you know I, developing those sometimes with, with clients I, I have done as well. What well, can you actually consistently tell yourself uh, each each day? It just just verbalizing it, saying it is big. I will point out one more thing too on, on that side. Like we are so critical of ourselves and celebrating all successes, like truly all successes, no matter how tiny, can be. Very, very empowering, uh, empowering and powerful, and you can leverage that that momentum. Uh, so it's you know <laughs> we, we we often are, are the loudest whenever we are unhappy with ourselves and what we do and our behaviors. But it is just as if not more important to be very proud of every little improvement and every little positive thing you do too. Beautifully put, Jack. I love that. Yeah, I love the affirmations. That's a good one. And I think um, yeah, it's an interesting point you bring up, Riley. I I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I, I hear you when you say that we should speak them even though they're not true, just to get it out there. I, I think that's a, it can be a powerful thing. And I think the journey then is to figure out how we can get to the place where we do actually believe that we can. Um, I think it comes back to self-efficacy, right? Like the belief in ourselves to succeed. If we don't believe that we can succeed in something, like what does that really mean? Is that lack of self-confidence? Is that fear? We have to get to the roots. Um, but I think, I think I do agree with you. I think like speaking into an existence and seeing how it feels and like seeing what comes up, like that can be a really powerful experience. Guys, thank you so much. This is a really good topic. I'm excited to, to get this out to the world. So thank you for, for your help.